0: Ever find yourself in a situation where a narcissist has just done something to really mess with your head and it's just the final straw, you've had enough and before you know it, you find yourself kind of going off on the narcissist, telling them all of your feelings, thoughts and opinions, maybe maybe ones that have been pent up for a long time And, and as you're screaming these things or saying these things, you might feel kind of guilty, as you're saying, even though you know these are things that have been in your head and your heart for months or years. Sometimes you just kind of let it all out all at once and it's a direct reaction to having had enough, been pushed beyond the point that a normal human being could tolerate and yet the narcissist uses that moment to call you the abuser. Have you experienced this? If so, this video is for you. That's what we're talking about today at QueenBeing.com, how narcissists love to play the victim, and the definition of that behavior, which we're going to call, reactive abuse. So, let's get started. My name is Angie Atkinson and on this channel, I offer free daily video coaching to help you discover, understand, and overcome narcissistic abuse in toxic relationships. I like to call it toxic relationship rehab. So, if that sounds good to you, hit that subscribe button and we'll get going. So, maybe the narcissist doesn't say, Oh, you're an abuser, but they tell you you're crazy or you're PMSing or you're overreacting or you've just made all that up. I never acted that way or you know because you're crazy You're the one responsible for everything that's wrong in our whole relationship. They'll call you a ticking time bomb. They'll call you Over-emotional they'll mock you. They'll tease you. They'll hurt your feelings left and right and at the end of the day They might even call you the abuser. So why do narcissists do this? What is this all about? Well, let's talk about it. So the first thing you should know is that if you are getting this type of behavior from someone in a relationship where they're constantly flipping the script on you or giving you all the the blame for everything in the relationship or the the constant mockery or the constant guilt trips, all that stuff. This leads us to the conclusion that you're probably in an abusive relationship and the fact of the matter is, yeah, maybe you did slam that door, maybe you did have that outburst, you did lose your temper, but the truth is, if you're being honest, that it, it the reason you did that was because you were directly reacting to manipulation, gaslighting and abuse from the narcissist. But then they'll claim that you're the narcissist or you abused them or you started all the drama. They'll behave like a victim and act like they're the innocent victim and in all of this and you're the bad person. Now the first few times this happens in a relationship, you may clearly see exactly what's going on and identify it and point it out and say no. I'm not putting up with that, right? But on the flip side of this, there's this other side of this coin, and that is that as time goes on, the abuse may always be very subtle and sneaky. The manipulation might always be subtle and sneaky, and the narcissist might confuse you with the way that they behave. For example, you might find yourself screaming obscenities at the narcissist, calling them every name in the book, because you've just gone, they've gone too far one time too many and then the narcissist might make you feel guilty about that for weeks afterward. There's another example of reactive abuse by calling a narcissist names technically that would be abuse if they were calling you those names, but when you're reacting to months or years of being abused emotionally, and you kind of like let all the words out at one time, like we discussed, it becomes a problem. This is how we end up in fog, the fear, obligation and guilt part. Here's some real important things to remember, okay? When you're in the fog and you're getting the guilt trips from the narcissist and they're blaming you for everything wrong in the relationship, ask yourself a question. How do they look at you when you have those outbursts? when you go off and kind of just tell them everything you think about them. How do they look at you? Are they looking at you angrily? Are they looking at you like they're hurting? Very often if you look really closely, you'll see a slight smirk on their face, a slight smile on their face. They look almost amused by it. Now, I don't know if you've experienced that, but I certainly have and it's overwhelming. Now, sometimes you'll say something that'll trigger anger in the narcissist, but very often what you see is a look of pure amusement. They're so good at making us believe them. They're so good at making us doubt ourselves. They're so good at taking our guilt and pushing us further with it. They created the guilt in us in the first place. But here's the thing, that look of amusement that they get. They suddenly very often, if they're not looking amused, they're looking self-satisfied or calm or whatever and you will see the more upset you become, the calmer they become. It's almost like they transfer their negative emotions onto us. And this happens a lot of times when we get really good at gray rock. They will push and push and push and when you see that. They become calm and they stop yelling and they stop acting crazy and then they they kind of egg you on or push you further so you'll go further and, and louder and more angrily. Very often this is because they have succeeded in causing you to react. They have succeeded in getting that much-needed narcissistic supply, and that emotion. They know they've hurt you, they know they've caused you pain in some way. This is all about power and control and that's exactly what they were going for in the first place. They get a lot of satisfaction out of it. They feel almost like your emotional outburst is a direct connection to their personal satisfaction, kind of like a drug, narcissistic supply. They need it to keep going, but also they feel really, really good when they get it. So you put up with it, you put up with it, you're told you have nothing to react to in the first place. The abuser acts like nothing they're doing is abuse. You are told that since you overreact to everything, you have no right to say anything anyway. You start to believe this. You become afraid to even acknowledge the abuse or say that it's happening, and before you know it, you're in this mess where you think everything is your fault. You snap. You have an outburst. You tell the abuser exactly what you think of them. You might insult them. You might say something that's the meanest thing you can think of to say to that person and you might feel guilty right away, almost immediately, but the abuser takes this as an opportunity. You see, they take this as an opportunity to flip everything around and make it all about what you've done and how you've abused them. They jump on it. They say, that's proof that you're the abuser here. You're obviously the person causing all the harm. Listen to that mean stuff you just said. And unlike them, you tend to own your own mistakes. You tend to tell the truth about what's happened in your life. The abuser holds it up. They say, this is your fault. You've done this. Everything is your fault. You tend to say, okay, I'm sorry. I made a mistake. Let's talk about it. They don't want to talk about it. They just want you to be the person at fault. They say things like, you scared me. I didn't know what to do when you started to act like that. It was so outrageous and upsetting. They start spitting your own words back at you. They say things like, ah, you make me walk on eggshells all the time around you. Or, oh, I'm always so worried about what I say to you. And what they're doing is messing with your head. They're literally flipping the script. Because you have been so manipulated, so deeply abused, and you might actually be afraid of the narcissist, you find yourself not fighting this. And then you start to question yourself and you start to go, am I the problem? Am I the person who's really causing all the stress in the relationship? And if you're not educated about it and you don't know about it, you might even try to take action to stop yourself from abusing this person. If you have made the effort to change your behavior for that person or you've been accused of being, let's say, overly jealous because that person goes and spends entire nights out with someone from their company, let's say, who is of the opposite or same-sex, whatever y'all are into. And and there's someone who, you know, you know for sure is a potential suitor for the narcissist. Well, the narcissist might call you extremely jealous and crazy and you might find yourself trying to be so open-minded that it's painful because you, you realize that this person has been telling you you're jealous and crazy all along and so maybe they're right. See what I'm saying? So your boundaries once again become crossed, crossed, crossed. I used to say that my narcissist would tiptoe right up to the line of my boundary and put just the tip of the corner of his toe over just enough to hurt me, just enough to make me doubt myself. And then I would have to decide whether or not I needed to firmly enforce that boundary or if I was being too overzealous and too jealous or whatever and I would need to step back a little bit. And that is exactly what the narcissist wants. They want to paint themselves as the victim and they want Want to paint you as the person who's hurting them. They want to do this because it makes them feel better about their behavior and because quite honestly they're not capable of taking any responsibility for their behavior. While I don't really like the term reactive abuse, the reason they call it that is because you might go so far, some people even strike out at the narcissist in these cases physically. I never did that, but I certainly had the urge to, <laughs> don't, don't doubt that. The fact of the matter is, We all have our own ways of having the outburst, having the snap moment and when we do this, we are technically reactively abusing that person, but does it make us a bad person? Does it make us evil? Does it make us wrong? No, it doesn't. It makes us people who had enough and we reacted now Does it mean it was okay? No, it wasn't okay. It's never okay to hurt or abuse anyone But what you're doing by staying with that narcissist in that relationship, my friend, is you are abusing yourself in a way by continuing to be in a relationship with someone who you know will continue to do this to you. So how do you know if you're the victim or you're the abuser in the situation? Well, the very first thing that you need to remember is that if you are in fact being called an abuser and you can also admit, Hey, I have faults. I did make a mistake. It was it was bad. You're probably not the abuser. You're probably the person who reactively behaved in that way. You will know that, yeah, that was a bad reaction, and you will know how severe the reaction was. This is actually the quality that the abuser used against you in the first place, is they knew that you're the type of person that will always admit when you were wrong. And so when you admitted that you were wrong, they switched it all around and made you the bad guy. Now, part of your recovery is going to be working toward actually recognizing where the abuse started, what the abuse was, and what your part in it was. What could you have done differently? Well, sometimes there's not a lot you can do. When we're talking about a narcissist, the best thing you can do, and I know you already know what I'm going to say, is walk away. On the flip side of that, the abuser won't admit they've done anything wrong. They won't admit they had any part in anything that was wrong. They will blame their victim for everything. They will hold everything up against the victim and say, see, here's another little bit of evidence. Here's the dangerous thing. Some abusers, those on the very high end of the scale, those on the psychopathic, sociopathic type end of the scale will pretend that they can admit their mistakes, but they'll admit them in a very kind of unique way. Oh, you know, you're right. I did yell at you. But that was just a reaction to something you did seven weeks ago or you know, or oh, yeah, sure I did handle that badly, but it was really only because of the way that you XYZ. That's how they get tripped up. They get tripped up in not accepting responsibility because they blame their own wrongdoing on the other person's stuff. So if you find yourself blaming yourself for something that you have reacted to, You're probably not the abuser and you're probably in an abusive relationship. I know this is confusing, so tell me what you think. Share your thoughts and your ideas. This is the question of the day. Question of the day. The question of the day is, have you been called an abuser by your abuser? And how did you react to it? Did you fall for it at first and then you figured it out? What changed your mind or what were your experiences in regard to reactive abuse? Share your thoughts, your ideas, and your experiences in the comments section below and let's talk about it. Alright, that's all I've got for you right now. As always, thank you so much for being a part of my day and a part of my life and hey, thanks for letting me be a part of yours. It really does mean a lot to me. Make sure you take a look at the video links in the cards above and in the description below where I will share with you more links on healing from narcissistic abuse and understanding what you're dealing with. See you soon. It's my mission to teach others what I know to be true. You really can create the life you want. Take care of your body, take care of your soul